Hey, Garrett. Mm, yes, Boca. What if this is as good as it gets? Honestly, it's not that bad. I'm pretty happy. I'll go with it. Ignorance is bliss. Hi, I'm Boca. And I'm satisfied. And welcome to the Bromance Podcast. That's two dudes talking about romantic comedies because love is dead, movies are real, and who actually wants to fuck Jack Nicholson? That could have been the question I opened with, but it's not a quote. Is that a thing you've encountered in your life? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, women of a certain age, I think, but like, not, it's not a common occurrence. Also, it is funny because it's like, I feel like he was always the dude that like pulled ass in a lot of movies, but when mm. you actually go back and like watch the movies, it's like, he's not really that attractive and no one else in that movie is really all that attractive and it's just watching kind of relatively unattractive people have sex with each other. Don't diss Helen Hunt like that, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. She's not giving it. She's not doing it for me. Listen, oh, she's not fucking uh, Holly Hunter, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Holly Hunter clears. If we're talking like... <laughs> if we're talking white women who could literally be my mother who started rom-coms in this period of like the undercard. So we're not talking Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts, uh, Meg Ryan, who mind you, she does not do it for me respectfully. Um, And again, this is like the, the, the terrible Chris Rock joke of like, why, why am I even doing this? Why am I, why am I Boko pitting bad bitches against each other? I'm not invited to the party anyway, but I think that's why we can judge, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know. I feel like I could be invited to the Helen Hunt party and I don't want to go. Well, yeah, because women randomly throw themselves at you, Garrett. But But I don't want I don't want that party. Well, currently or in 1997. In this movie, I do not want that that party. Also, apologies to the listeners. My audio is trash. I do not have my mic. I feel like I need to address my shitty audio. See, I was going to say say nothing because most people be like, oh, I'm the problem. You know, it's me. I'm the problem. Well, yes, at large, but like in this instance, you could have bought us some time if you just gaslit them, you know? No. I don't need to teach honest. you this. Um, nope. But sorry, I'm taking a lot of pot shots at you today. You Boca started is, some shit. Boca loves to start the sentence, uh, well, lo- I'm not toxic, or, or say that he's not toxic a lot of times. I said it once or twice. How many times did I said well, it? As, as we've established, it is the go to opening line for toxicity. Yeah. You know it's- about gaslighting, you know? I feel like you got the playbook. Knowing about gaslighting does not mean you gaslight people. You were recommending that I gaslight the audience. They're not people, you know. Our NRP, no real person involved. But wow. So that's from. Did you finish Succession? No, I haven't started Succession. You're. What are you watching? Uh, well, I was watching that Theranos show. Uh, the dropout with uh, what's her face? Uh, big eyes. Uh, yeah, Cyphered from uh, Mean Girls. Yes, she was great in yeah. Mank. Yeah, I, I think this is the second time I've said that. I, I bet we said this on the podcast. And I just forgot, but I loved Mank. I thought she was great in Mank. She's doing a serious turn here. She's having a moment. Uh, what is Mank? Mank was this movie about the making of Citizen Kane, starring uh, Amanda Seyfried. I think Gary Oldman and others who I can't remember now. It was very fast paced. If you have a lot of walk and talks, I'm probably already in, you know, yeah, blame yeah. the West Wing, blame ER, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Um, but we're not watching the West Wing. We're not watching ER. What did we watch this week? We watched As Good As It Gets, a.k.a. watching uh, Jack Nicholson play a racist homophobe that for some reason Helen Hunt decides this is as good as it gets for me. I Oof. guess I have to be the fuck this guy for the rest of my life and the remaining 20 years of his. Mm. That is really, really real. 
why'd you pick it? Um, so I remember watching fragments of it when I was like, I don't know, eight or something, and being like, grumpy old man Jack Nicholson uh, finds love, and like, it's basically he's Scrooge, except instead of the ghosts, it's like friends in a hallway, and then he has a redemption arc. And I hadn't seen it since. And I was watching it now, and I'm like, oh, like, like, like multiple times of just Jesus Christ, this either didn't age well, or I mean, the whole point is he's shitty then too. So it wasn't like they were like, this is like good. Uh, this is a good human being. It's like, mm-hmm. this guy sucks then. So it's like, okay, I guess in 97, this still sucked. But like, uh, yeah, uh, I hadn't, we don't really watch a lot of Jack Nicholson movies, and he used to be the, the like rom com guy for a lot of he these. Was? So like, he was? He has two. He had something's got to go- give as good as it gets. I feel like you had to pay a couple mortgages. I thought there was like four. Okay, see, those are the two I know. I don't know about any others, but I was like, damn. Googling. You're normally the resident Googler. Let's find out. Yeah, so you Google it. This is the first time I've ever seen this movie. Uh, as Busy Gets came out in 1997, directed by uh, a man who does nothing but dingers. This is a James L. Brooks production. We already, we already gassed him up when we did our broadcast news episode, so same guy, no relationship to relation to albert brooks um it stars uh i already, already mentioned jack nicholson and helen hunt who garrett just decided to denigrate uh cuba gooding jr other rom-com we saw him in jerry Maguire. uh greg yes. kinnear other rom-com we saw him in uh you've got mail you've got mail yeah so it's like everyone here has played a little bit of rom-com ball um and then less importantly but i was the one who noticed i noticed this and you might have noticed this too well do you know yardley smith no idea She's the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh, shit. Well, who was she in this? Uh, she was his friend. She seemed like, remember when she saw a woman comes in with like cards to write down to tell him that he's broke? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yardley Smith. That's uh, Lisa oh, Simpson. I, I recognized her from something else, but yeah. Holy yeah. shit, okay. She, she amps, and this is 97, so she was busy. That's peak Simpsons time. But yeah, she amps up the voice when she's doing Lisa. But yeah, she, she basically sounds like Lisa uh, in her yeah. personal life. Yeah. Can't help it. Yeah, so 90, uh, like I said, 1997, uh, budget was $50 million. Uh, the box office, it made $314 million. So we can, $314 million on a rom-com is insane. Yeah, because they, what was the budget for this, $20 million? 50. I, I oh, just sure. said it. Okay. I, I wasn't paying attention. I don't <laughs> Fuck you. Well, I heard the gross, and then I just subtracted, and I just, you know, I blacked out. I, yeah. I got money poisoning. Yeah. Anyway, Hans Zimmer did the score, which seems a little unnecessary, but thank you, Hans. Um, yeah. It's like having a Honda Civic and giving it like a $30,000 audio system. It's like. There's you know? some like funky, like sporty Honda Civics though, right? What, what model is that where you get the one that's like, oh, there's this guy's trying to race? No Honda Civic that is worth a $30,000 audio system. Is Just any like car no worth a $30,000? Hans Zimmer. I mean, if you had like, like a Rolls Royce, it's like in proportion to the cost of the car, sure. Yeah. If you have a Honda Civic or if you have something's got it, or as good as it gets, you don't need Zimmer. See, yeah, see, I, 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 piece of when we watched this, and I was like, man, this is just the most offensive main character we've uh, had since Jack oh, yeah. Black. No, he's worse than Jack Black in. Uh, yeah, he's worse than Jack Black in uh, Shallow Hal. So I was like, yeah. did Garrett mean to choose something's got to give, and he mixed them up like weeks ago? Uh, uh, okay, so that very likely could also be the case. Are you serious? I don't remember where my head was at at the time, but I definitely could have met something's got to give. Oh my god! Yeah, you. you but here what? we are. It's too late. We've already seen this. True. It's it's already in my mind bank. Um, yeah. I will kick it off with how this goes. Yes. Yes. All right. So 
Uh, Jack Nicholson plays a giant asshole with OCD. Those two things don't need to be related. And I think the movie confuses that. Um, yeah. Quick side note, Garrett, what's that name? Oh, his name? It sucks. That's the only uh, hint I'll give you. Fuck. It's, um... Oh, fuck. It does suck. It sucks. It is, uh... Oh, it's something you would never moan out in bed. Um... Everything like on Harriman Sally. Oh, yeah, it's like Eugene or like Clarence or. Um, oh, wait. Um, don't they, aren't they the people that everyone shorted with GameStop? The, the Redditors? No, yeah, there's a capital firm that was the was they were shorting GameStop and then we all longed it. Melvin. Melvin Capital. They fucked over Melvin Capital. Are you a finance bro now? Apparently. I, I, I didn't mean to get here, but we've, we're starting to complete the process. Come to Oakland next week, and I need to fix you. Uh, I golfed earlier. Now I know about Melvin Capital. Mm-hmm. And for a uh, finance-related reason, I will be in Chicago next week, so I can't even do that. Ooh, okay. Hit a page. Um, okay. Yes, but the, the name Melvin is correct. Okay. You got it. Congrats. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I hate how you got there, but that's kind of the how it always goes, isn't it? Welcome to Mind Palace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So Melvin, he has OCD, like, uh, but thankfully he's also rich. So like, oh, I will only use a bar of soap once. I'm like, motherfucker, get at least hand soap in a dispenser. If you're nope. really, oh, it's the same soap. You wasteful piece of shit. Um, all right. He'll use a bar of soap once to wash his hands. He de- doesn't like pets and he tries to avoid stepping on cracks. Uh, and lines in the in the sidewalk. I noticed that too. It can't just like if it's an if it's an on purpose pattern. He still does not want to step on yeah. the division, which gets bad at some points. All right, so he sucks. He's a giant douchebag. Deserves very little. Uh, but he's a romance novel writer, which they didn't explain or explore at all. No, and I, honestly, for the longest, I was like, oh, is he just he do screenplays? Because it kind of they're not really. I don't know. I, for a while, it seemed like he himself wrote rom-coms, and I was like, the fucking irony. And then, I don't think we're going to address this point, but at some point in the movie, he does, like, go to wherever he works to hawk these things. And it, some one of the women there is like, how do you write women so well? And he's like, well, sweetheart, I write for a man, and then I take away all logic and reasoning. And, like, her face is like, what the fuck? It, it was reason and accountability. Oh, and, shit. Okay, that's even more hurtful. Yeah. And I was... Mm-hmm. And he said that at that one point in the movie. And anyway, uh, moving right along, he is a piece of shit hater, man. And he doesn't get along with his neighbor, uh, a gay artist played by um, Greg Kinnear, Garrett. What's Garrett, that name? what's that name? I need to know. Oh, okay. No, this one's easy. You got an easy was, one? Because um, it's uh, uh, Simon, because Simon and Garfunkel. Cool. Uh, did, did they play Simon and Garfunkel? I don't think so. No, they were just kind of like the odd couple. And for me, Garfunkel was always the odd one because everyone thinks that. So I was like, oh, like he'd be Garfunkel. And then Simon's the one that everyone's like, you know, rooting for. I get, we, you know, I don't know if you realize that the rom-coms either accidentally or on purpose bleed into one another. A theme can emerge. And like last uh, last week, this is 40 Simon and Garfunkel reference about like, because uh, one was stifled by the other. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know their like, bullshit. I want to be Garfunkel. And they're like, oh, Garfunkel's important. <laughs> oh, shout out Leslie, man. Uh, 
Okay, so yeah, so uh, Simon is Melvin's neighbor, and Melvin. Oh, this movie opens with Melvin taking Simon's dog and putting it down the yes. garbage chute. What floor yeah. of the building were they on? First, scene I don't know, but it must have been at enough of an angle that, like, it was a forty-five <laughs> degree angle, so he just hit that shit, but he yeah. didn't die. The, the other question is, how did he even get his hands on the dog to begin with? We opened in media arrest, like, I was like, yo, how we're we're here, but like, how'd you get the dog? You didn't break in to steal a man's dog. No, no, it was out in the hallway, pissing on the on the on the. Oh, it was pissing when he found it. Yeah, well, and then he was screaming at the dog, like, don't piss on the floor, don't piss on the floor, don't piss on the floor. And mm. then it pissed on the floor, and he's like, you motherfucker, and, like, picks up the dog. And mm. then it's still pissing. And then it throws... Also, was this before they rated movies? Uh, so I oh. remember it was, like, somewhere in the 90s, they started rating movies. But, like, for a while there, it was like, you could just say, like, motherfucker in movies, and it, they didn't really tell you if, how many of those you got. This is a PG-13 that might be a soft R today. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a soft R. We get some great, we get some side boob. We get a lot of yeah. cursing. Yeah. We get drawn full boob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't count. That's art. Um, yeah. But like she's right there and then he's drawing her and then you can see the boob as depicted on the paper. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They had a grand old time in that scene. But all right, yeah. fine. So he abuses an animal. Literally, Betty White was possibly going to be in this film. And like she, she's, you know, she was an animal rights activist. And so she's like, oh, I'm not going to do it then. Like, you know, I'm not going to endorse a product where we're in the store, the animals being abused. So shut up anyway. But they're not again, they're not doing it in like a we're glad the dog is being like the movie's not called throw your dog trash shoot. And it's very much like he's a bad person. But still, in a weird way, this movie does eventually because he's the central protagonist. Like, y'all want us to empathize with him and root for him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. Absurd. But and all, all, of all his proclivities, another one we haven't talked about, uh, he's a man of routine and he eats at the same restaurant uh, breakfast every day. And he can only be served by one woman played by Helen Hunt because every other waitress in there is like, yo, I'm not dealing with that devil customer. And frankly, and everyone in the restaurant who just eats there regularly also fucking hates him, which at a certain extent, I'm like, you have to be costing us business. It didn't look like it because the place is always packed, but it's also a movie. If I knew that every time I go to restaurant A, uh, old asshole will be there being kind of allowed to do whatever he wants and being loud, I wouldn't go. Or at least not at 2 p.m. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, if I knew he's there at that hour, I'm avoid that hour. And whatever that is, that's lost business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I just mentioned in passing Helen Hunt, waitress, uh, heart of gold with a sick kid, Garrett. What's that name? Oh, fuck. Um, oh, I might actually just not even have this one. Oh wait, no, I do. It's um my mom's name. What? Say it then, because right oh, now I wasn't saying it as if you yeah, 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 okay. I know your mother's name. I've never met the woman. I know. It's just I always reference my parents by their names. So I was like, white oh, people know. shit. I was waiting on you to say that. And I was like, oh wait, no, Bogan isn't. It's Carol. I did not know my grandfather's name until his funeral. That's dark. <laughs> it sounds like I killed him. No, but like, because I wasn't I never, ever. I never knew his name until I took the life out of his whites of his eyes, and then I knew. For Dave some reason, his final words were his own name. It felt very narcissistic yep. to me, and I felt to no, just because I'm not going to use my parents' first name. I misspelled my dad's name and my mother's name because I didn't use their names. Yeah, facts. I, so I will say I don't say that to their. I call them mom and dad to them, but when I'm referencing them in third person, I say Carolyn Fargo because it makes me giggle. Oh, the disrespect. Yeah. Huh. 
Okay. Somebody needs a paddling. All right. So, uh, yeah, Carol's the, the waitress at the restaurant. Melvin's a giant asshole. Um, Simon is gay artist and has a shitty manager. Is it this yeah. manager? Whoever the person is that sends. Oh, no, oh, no, sorry. Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr. is the agent. Uh, I'm not, do you want to what's that name on bonus points? Yeah, that one I just know. It's Frank. So, you know, everyone but the women's, huh? No, I knew Carol. Yeah, you got it. The end. You got it. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So Frank, but you just got that one though. I'll give you some shit. It's like, what the fuck do you remember his name? I, so he like, I think you know what it was. I think it's the what? same reason why Jack Eggleston respected him. Where it's just like he put, boxed him in a corner and like talked so much shit on him that it just like left an impression. You know. Jack Nicholson's character is simply afraid of black people. Let us be clear. Here for oh. Cuba Gooding Jr. is a medium tone ass as dark as molasses. I swear to God, if some more people should have accosted and physically struck Jack Nicholson. You know, I, I told you weeks ago I don't want to talk about the slap, and I still don't. However, white society needs to understand that sometimes a person needs to get hit. When and where is the question? But sometimes a person needs to get slapped, uh, smacked. Punched. I mean, there's a lot of whites that hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a new concept. Yeah, the, the, the man, when it became a proto argument for like society and societal differences, the one takeaway was like, there seems to be this understanding, this belief that white America at large, if you have to paint a brow with a broad brush, and I already hate that I got into this, blame the drinking, that white America likes to outsource the violence. That is, I, Becky with the good hair, I'm not going to box you. I'm going to call the police and they'll do it for me, you know, versus handling your own shit. Um, I apologize for even taking us down this rabbit hole. I, I have a follow-up, which is just like, not for that woman, you know? For Becky with the good hair? Or for, oh, oh yeah, because you don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, it's just like, I'm you making know it about you. someone has like a toxic person that they're seeing in their life, and everyone's just like, can we just leave them, you know? Hey, Garrett? Like, really, Will Smith's Garrett? primary redemption. Be easy with that hypothesis. Yep. I know. <laughs> but like, my, you know, based <laughs> off of that. It's like Will's redemption arc is just going to be when they get divorced and everyone's oh. like, I know, we all knew you were going through it and like, thank God you left her and moved on. You're back in the family, you know? Holy shit. My, sorry. My Rudolph is in this movie as a policewoman. I didn't pick it up. Also, I don't know what she looked like in 1997. Um, in my head, she's like yeah. 40, so she's like 20-something then. Um, to that end, th- no, we, we can't actually keep talking about it. We can't. We, can't. we, both, we both said a thing. We have a Fine. We both said a thing and we're moving on. Thank you. Um, so yeah. Oh, yeah, the reason I say not Frank, not Cuba uh, Gooding Jr., but the other person who's like, "Come on, guy who I work with, I need a model for this next thing." Have you found somebody yet? And he's like, "Uh, uh, yeah, I have one second. Hey, you vagrant from street, come here, motherfucker. He can sue. Is there a case there? Especially if his whole job is to find legitimate models." Yeah. Talk about outsourcing violence, but yeah, he fuck that man. just picked some random dude off, yeah, like, random dude off the street, like, he was mildly involved with, like, something sketchy, and was like, let's just invite you back to his house with no background check, live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like, uh, hi, yes, I'm model procurer person, I found one for you, it is street tough number four. And street tough number four, well, first, it seems like, oh, I thought this was a nude shoot, so he's getting re- ready to strip all the way down, which is mildly funny. Um, like, also, how often does he do this? Yeah, no, no. But then, like, it turns like, nope. Yes, we. I was coming here for weeks so we could do this thing. But also, um, I'm having my other fellow street toughs come while we're finishing up to to rob the place. Um, 
And oh, oh, Greg Kinnear, Simon walks in on the shit, right? He's like, but what? And the and the street tough was like, buh, 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 buh. the other guy's like, witness, get him. Just beats Dude. the shit out of him. Well, he beats the shit out of him with like a golden lamp. Like he like takes like a, a cast iron painted gold lamp with like mm. cloth feet and takes the feet and you just start banging him in the head with it. I'm like, that could have been homicide. Yeah. Like, that wasn't like roughing a guy up or just trying to get him to not intervene. It was like actual murder. Mm-hmm. They yeah. fucked Greg Kinnear's face properly up in this movie. He had several scars. He needed multiple stitches. It appeared he had a broken arm. He probably uh, had a broken eye socket because his eye was the size of a grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. That's what, when, they're, when they're in his hospital room trying to be cool, because this is both Yardley Smith and Cuba Gooding Jr.'s first time seeing his face. They're both like, whoa, what the fuck? Sir, Matt, man, I'm not going to feel better if when you see me, you start crying. It's really not going to be good. That's a good I, mean, I feel yeah. like fucking Two-Face in The Dark Knight had a better reaction to his own face slash others had to his face than they did for Simon in this movie. Well, who the fuck saw Two-Face besides the Joker? What? Who the fuck saw Two-Face in the hospital when he was Harvey Dent besides the Joker? Rachel was somewhere else. Once he starts doing evil shit, it's like Gordon and Batman and shit see him and they weren't like, oh god, you're hideous. It was just more like, you know. It's Batman. Batman's never going to be like jinkies. <laughs> I guess. I feel like you know, Gordon could have said some shit. What's Gordon going to say? What is going to make me feel better? You want Gordon to say something? You know what's wild? Actually, now that we're talking about this, completely unrelated to the movie, That's what is we do. like for a guy who is supposed to save Gotham and be the second coming of Christ, and like it was so beloved by everyone. Mm-hmm. The only person that was there for him on his worst day was the Joker. No one came to visit. The Joker no wasn't there. For, no, it probably was. Yo, this patient isn't allowed visitors yet. And the Joker's like, but I'm the Joker. Do, 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 You and know? Blow up on entire hospital. Exactly. So it's like, he's not following the rules. Everyone else could have been waiting. Fine. Still, yeah. I feel like someone should have been there. Okay. So you, think you blame that for his downfall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like that they scene in Goodwill Hunting when... Um, uh, Robin Williams is like staying with his wife because she had cancer and the nurse staff realizes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to him you know he didn't have anyone that loved him that much very few people do all love is conditional oh. we all die alone um, okay so <laughs> most of those statements were true alright so okay. uh, Simon's in the hospital right and it's like oh yeah. who's going to take care of the dog so um, Cuba Gooden Jr. earlier was like Frank or I'm just going to use the actors' names. Nobody knows these people. Cuban Jr. to Jack Nicholson. Listen here, Jack Nicholson's character, you racist old fuck. I will beat the shit out of you and deal with those consequences later. Or you can bait dog sit this dog because you owe me because I'm not beating the he shit le- out of wait, you. Actually, he legit says, he, uh, uh, what's his, not Robin Williams. Uh, Jack Nicholson legitimately oh. screams, I'm, gonna, I'm being assaulted. I'm being assaulted. I'm white. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He know, he knows the game. Like the worst leftist. <laughs> Listen, yeah, act like look at me in the eyes and tell me that won't be a deciding factor, right? If it's like, it's just more the directness of saying it out loud. There were cops outside that building, you know, twirling their batons and eating a donut, uh, listening to fucking Jersey Boys, and then it's like I'm being assaulted. I'm being assaulted. Crickets. I'm white. Power Rangers whoa, activate. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Triceratops. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hit him with a Megazord because an old white man's being assaulted. Um, yeah. And so it was like, dog sit this dog. And it's like, frankly, you should both make him dog sit and then beat the shit out of him later. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to sit on your anger like that. Fine. Uh, he's going to dog sit the dog. Please excuse me. I think that was my phone. Uh, okay. Uh, he's going to dog sit the dog. He's like, oh, the dog's warming his heart. Do you know dog breeds? Can we do what's that dog with you? We can try. Do you uh, guess the dog breed of the, the, the little dog in this one? I got nothing. Is it a Shih Tzu? Why did you say let's try and then immediately I have nothing? You, be like, you knew it was going to be this. St- how the, wait, how would that work over Zoom? I want you to walk us through, Garrett. I don't know what I was expecting. Garrett, I thought there was going to be a presentation <laughs> with slides of you dog I had a deck ready for you to be like, what's that dog? That you, you know, I was hoping that you would. For our podcast. Yes. That we don't do video for. Yes. Oh, Garrett. No, I, just, I have a very high bar for you. <sighs> oh, so this is my so fault anyway, <laughs> So this um, is not... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> And he's afraid, so he watches this tiny dog that's some sort of, are you going to give us the answer? Shih Tzu mixed with a... Wait, it's a, a Brussels Griffon? Brussels oh, yeah. Griffon? I thought I was going to put Brussels Griffon and come that just flying out of my mouth. That's a dog a, breeds. Not that one. No, I, I know a level of Caucasian I'll never know. I'll is knowing dog breeds a white people thing? I feel like any person that you just ask them, what dog breed is this? And off the top of the dome, they go, it's like, you know, they're all oh, French maybe. things that other, you know, around a certain group of people. I told you, I was, like I, I was with our mutual friend Connor one time. We're in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. I see a dog and I'm like, yo, can I pet your dog? Cause it was like right in front of me and I wanted to pet it. Right. Yeah. Um, as one wants to do. And I was, of course. And it was Australian blue healer. And I said that out loud cause I knew it was an Australian yeah. blue healer. Uh, and the guy was surprised or impressed. I knew it. And Connor's like, that's the whitest thing I've ever seen you do. Yeah. Facts. No, I did, I did not know knowing dog, y'all put a y'all put, listen, don't put motherfuckers in a box, okay? Because well, there can't be non-white dog breeders on earth. Well, well when I do some when I do some white shit and you say that's white shit. How often will white shit? Of all the white shit you're doing though, which is vast and deep. Being able to call up dog breeds on cue based on either small descriptors or an image of the dog. Come on. Well, I suppose there's levels to it, right? If I showed if I showed a black person golden retriever and they say, I don't know what that is, I'm like, oh damn, the system failed you. But like, so everyone should know, regardless of race, creed, or sexual orientation, should know a golden retriever. Well, yeah, that's a but I just mean this level of small, tiny lab. Oh, dog. this one? Oh, this one a bit hard. I don't know this one. I didn't know yeah. this one. Yeah. I didn't either. Like, how many how many dog breeds do you have in your head? At least 10. Yeah, that's about it. If you're not one of the big 10, it's like, you know. Everyone knows, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. But if you're not, like, close to football, you might not know who the Jacksonville Jaguars are. You know? They're the Jacksonville Jaguars of dog breed. Okay. I have to leave it alone because my mind's going in twists. Um, The only other thing I want to call out from this little chunk in the movie, and this happened even before Jack Nicholson starts dog sitting, is uh, to prove how much uh, uh, Heather, excuse me, Helen Hunt is the only waitress who can wait on him. He's at the waitress. He's at the restaurant. There's one table he always sits at. And who's there but Lisa fucking Edelstein, who I love deeply. Because did you watch House? I did. Okay. So you fucks with Cuddy. Oh, my God. Cuddy is such... She's not even a snack. She's a main course. Yeah. She is just... That woman has more ass than a giant donkey stable. 
Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me well, I'm now wrong. I need to rewatch House. I'm like, I don't remember being like, it, it, it is Honestly, reasonable. Any excuse. Any excuse. House is great. Excuse. I loved House. Any excuse. Yeah. Now go rewatch it. And this time. Not the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. It's cutty bait. Yeah. So she's fine. But also, did you notice the do- the person sitting across from her? No, I was just focused on Cuddy. I blacked out. Yeah. But that dude uh, was actor, Peter Jacobson, who was also, who played Taub in House. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wait, is that the balding white dude? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like his background, I think, was in uh, plastic surgery, and then he was uh, he was brought into House Team 2 after Ford yeah, yeah. and Cameron and Chase. Yeah. 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 Shout out House. Shout out House. It was also funny, because it was like when they were trying to find out who was going to be in Team 2, they basically did the thing that the office did when they were trying to find the new manager, and it just random cameos of people that would later on to have big careers. Who else was there? I don't remember, but I remember going to the list <laughs> and being like, oh, yeah, it's you. Like, I watched that re- episode randomly on, like, TBS one day. It was, it was, know, was, it was more than an episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's you and you. I didn't remember that you were on this. Oh, and yeah. that guy. It's a lot and of those. It probably happened the other way, right? Like, as an adult, you knew who those actors were. And then you're going back and watching the older episode of the house. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like the Black Mormon guy. He's done some shit since. Yeah. that's He's done so much that we refer to him solely as the Black Mormon guy. The Black Mormon guy from house, not in real life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize. I have no idea if he's Mormon. Presumably not. There's not a lot of Wait, Omar apps. No. Oh my god. We we about? we. You know, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, I promise you, we'll talk about the rest of this movie. And we're back. Jack Nicholson's character is a giant asshole. Garrett doesn't appreciate Helen Hunt, and Greg Kinnear has just been violently assaulted. Uh, and so while he's violently assaulted, and he's in the hospital, and he has stitches, and Lisa Simpson's crying over his mangled face. Somebody's like, who's going to take care of the dog? It's going to be Jack Nicholson. So Jack Nicholson's verbally abusing this dog because he verbally abuses everybody. He's like, no dog food. You'll eat what I have. I'm like, oh, what's what's this OCD man have for boring ass flavorless food? He brings up prime rib and bacon for the dog. I was going to say, it's not, I mean, the dog's not going to live long, but it's not a bad diet. The dog's like, oh no, I miss my dry kibble and or bits. It's like, Okay, this works. And mind you, the dog didn't understand what Jack Nicholson did, said because dogs don't speak English. See? So overall, the dog's like, this I is don't know great. I why I said see is if you've been debating whether or not dogs speak English your entire life and this is the moment you just had a revelation. But see? Sometimes, you know, people need to admit we're on the wrong side of a issue, whether it's climate change, you know, uh, U.S. intervention in the Middle East or yeah. dogs understanding English. And Poco, this is finally your time. Finally, my time. Um, so he's taking care of the dog, and he comes to love the dog, and the dog comes to adopt his OCD mannerisms, like it's stepping over cracks. Uh, the way they did that was like they placed obstacles for the dog in its way, and then just digitally removed it in post. Yeah, yeah, good. So the, for everyone who believes in the magic of cinema, like the dog wasn't that smart. Okay, it it, it was stepping over shit. I'm sorry. You just broke a lot of hearts. And also, and I don't know how to break this to a lot of people, Tom Hanks is not a grandmaster in ping pong. He was just... You don't know how good he is. Nothing. You don't know how did, good... Well, did you ever watch Forrest Gump? Yeah, no, I know there's a whole ping pong thing there. But like... The ball isn't real. He's just randomly flailing his arm. Yeah, that's funny. But like, Tom Hanks could be nice with ping pong. He's not that nice. He's not Forrest Gump nice. Fair. But I mean, who? And if nothing else, you just blame it to the passage of time. He was a young man back then. He was a young man when Forrest Gump happened. 
He was, but it's like saying Younger. that the dog might have had brilliant training when it was just, to your point, shit, objects removed in post. The ball was fake. Keep I, mean, I truly don't know what I'm arguing right now. So I don't know. I think you just want to argue, so I'm here for it. I don't ever want to be that person. Okay. He's taking care of the dog, um, and he wants to see more of Helen Hunt, who's been his waiter, but now, for some reason, he's like, you make my pee-pee feel funny, so I'm going to like obsess over you. So he tries yeah. to go back to therapy. Uh, and the way he does is he barges into the therapist's office and just yells, help! That's not enough. I mean, no. And he also does that, in, well, again, I'm not sure we'll necessarily get to this part, mm-hmm. but you're like in a nice restaurant later on in the movie, and he's like, there's just a waiter across the restaurant, and he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs his order at the man's general direction. Like, it's like, what is the, what are we go? what is the what a, what is his ailment that we're trying to recreate through the character direction here? Because I don't know this particular pairing of of oddities, you know. I keep in mind this was nineteen ninety seven, so over twenty years ago. Um, I think two things are going on here. One, people's understanding and feelings about therapy were different. People's understanding of obsessive compulsive disorder was different. Uh, especially this movie at the time was written by an old man. James L. Brooks hasn't been young since my father's middle age. So that, that's off the top. That's, that feels right. So he's like, oh yeah, and I guess it makes him a dick to us if he had, it's a mix of like, oh, he's obsessive compulsive. That doesn't mean you never say the right thing. And this man never says the right never thing. Has. And it's like, we, we only get like a glimpse into his past, into why he is the way he is. Like, yeah, my father used to wrap my knuckles with a yardstick if I fucked up on the piano. No, that's why you're good on the piano. And perhaps why you weren't close to your father. That doesn't explain why you hate Jews, or at least are willing to make anti-Semitic comments to scare Lisa Edelstein away so you can take her table. <coughs> yeah, she, he said some, I'm not going to repeat it, but he says some truly out-of-pocket shit yeah. to that entire table. That's just like, I don't know. I, it's both like, does he just want attention slash just does not have the social skills to give a shit and will just say anything to get exactly what he wants. And it's like, listen, if you got smacked around a little bit, he would think twice before saying some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes violence works. If, if violence wasn't the answer, explain the entire history of the United States of America. And also the brilliance that led us to the thriller realm. Are you time out? I'm going to give you a second to think about your words. Is this a Joe Jackson defense stance? Joe Jackson was. Oh, was oh wait, 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 The edge of a blade. Um, well, you know, you, the key is to just hit your kids enough that they are musical masters and not so much so that they become problematic. We're talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to Good old, unproblematic, never had any sort of complicated what have yous, foibles, quirks, yeah. idiosyncrasies. Michael Jackson. All he did was suffer abuse and make good music. The Wikipedia page is surprisingly short. And because he overdid it, we over-rotated. But if you just pulled up, you know, there's a sweet spot. That's what I'm trying to get to. There is a sweet spot. 
Joe did not find the sweet spot, but Boca is a fan of physical violence as an option, and I just think that Boca will I'm a white man. hold the mantle uh, and bring it in and bring it in. You don't get to say Boca's a fan of physical violence like your great-great-grandfathers didn't literally invent the concept of police, okay? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they were just dumbasses. Maybe they didn't. Uh, if we hadn't already taken a commercial break, let me, let me tell you... <laughs> Garrett uh, Hezekiah. You just rerun re the last commercial break. Listen, they won't stop us. Let me get that ad money, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to smile and nod. If you want to send hate mail, um, don't send it to me. Send it to Garrett at GD Ballyette. Yeah, That's two on. T's, two I? No, two L's. There it is. E A I L L E T T G D Instagram. Okay. So, yeah. You and you, Garrett, I hope you know you deserve it if you get it. Uh, yes. Jesus, sorry, that was mean. Um, Simon gets assaulted, he's back from the hospital. Dog prefers uh, old man, asshole. and so he's in the spiral. He's both like, Oh, I have no money because I have no health insurance because I'm an artist, and uh, I'm a gay man in the 90s, and so my parents don't love me, or rather, my mother's good, my dad sucks, but actually, for a separate reason, but still, it's related. Um, and shout out Oedipus, shout out Freud. And so he, he needs help. He needs help. Yes. And it's like, it, it leads to like, nobody in his life has money. All his compatriots perhaps living out the movie Rent. And so it's like, all right, we're going to drive up, drive down rather to Baltimore from New York. Uh, oh, and, and Helen left, I uh, was thinking about leaving the restaurant because she wanted to live closer to her son. We haven't mentioned Sick Little Boy. Tell the people about oh, Sick yeah. Little Boy. Yeah. The sick little boy has some sort of autoimmune disease where like, or at least this is what her understanding of it is that like every single time he gets a cold or like a mild bug, it just turns into like a super severe sinus infection and ear infection and ear, nose and throat issue. And he runs like a super high fever and it could potentially kill him. So like every, what feels like every third day in this movie, she's like leaving work or missing work or running home to like, go take him to a hospital, but it's like really young doctors. She makes a point of saying that are like shitty and don't know what they're talking about. And then she has an HMO, which I remember people used to really rail on HMOs. I'm not I sure. don't know. I just re-signed up for health insurance because I have a good job or yeah. a new job. Excuse me. Flex on and, him. Nope. Flex on him, buggy. You said right the I'm happy with it. And so it's like they, uh, the, the health insurance options, because they're not based on the state. I had over 15 health insurance plans to choose from. And I was like, I don't know what these words mean. I just picked an, I just picked Kaiser again. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I like my current guy. He seems yeah. cool. Uh, so I'm just not broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. But soon this body will break. I literally threw on my back like three days ago. Um Fine. Uh, she has sick little boy. It wasn't autoimmune disorder, by the way. It's fucking just a bad case of asthma. He has shitty asthma. Yeah, basically. And like, it's they just have not the right insurance to reach doctors that can diagnose shitty asthma. Yeah, yeah, because no, because they're always going to the ER. So there's no like real continuation of care. I don't know if he has a that file. Be so why don't they just get him a doctor? Like even if you just have Garrett the core. Well, the ER, yeah, but she he does have a semblance of health insurance. Like the ER seems like the most expensive option if you have no health insurance. The, the way she's so on top of her case, I'm sure she's doing the best she can. Okay, okay, okay. But daddy, why don't they just buy houses? <laughs> if you don't have food, why don't you just buy food? I don't understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 you, Garrett. Uh, okay, fine. So they're going to go to, down to Baltimore and shout DMV, shout the wire, shout out Go Go Music, shout out Mumbo Sauce. Garrett, what's the car they're driving? Uh, oh yeah, what the fuck was that? I remember thinking, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It looked like like you didn't recognize, uh, or you sure don't know? I don't. I both actually. I want to say mm. it's either some sort of like convertible toyota celica if they even made such a thing or like a bmw three somebody not a bmw i don't know what is it saab 900 convertible that's why it fucked me it's a saab because we don't see those (laughs) yeah i think my brother drove one drives one i mean saab used to make and makes jets so their whole thing is like we make jets so we should be able to make cars and it's like you know uh, one just because you're good at building like skyscrapers doesn't mean you're great at bridges. It's just two different things. Uh, a jet to house doesn't seem too far off. I mean, they know aerodynamics and engines. Cars. No, we're not. No. Making good, they were not going to making cars. You know, if what is grief if not love persevering? What is a jet if not a car with wings? Yes, you're right. Actually, let's let's fly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this podcast is proud to be sponsored by Boeing. How do you fly? Uh, go to Boeing.com to figure out if you're flying on a plane worth soaring through the skies in. Boeing. Or if we you're bring you better. a plane that's going to careen into the earth. Yeah. And with it, the stock price. Or continue our, uh, what's that, industrial complex where we keep going to war because it makes money? Oh, the war industrial complex? Thank you. Yeah. Um, those TikToks I'm sending are finally working. <laughs> I keep sending you the most leftist. I saw Garrett on TikTok and these cat, young cats break dancing. It's like this speech, like the, the, the global South is not underdeveloped. It is overexploited. They're not poor in rubber in copper and cocoa. And I'm sure Garrett's just like, I like this break dancing, but the words. Yeah, that break dancing was lit, dude. I wish I had more rubber and cocoa though. I got to say. That's not the takeaway. <laughs> dude, you know what we should do? Cause I'm all out of it. You and I get together and let's Uh-oh. go to a place where they have a shit ton of rubber and cocoa and then just take. Huh? You know uh, what? Your, uh, fa- your, your forefathers are looking up at you and smiling and nodding. Well, based on my 23 and me, let's go, baby. <laughs> no, you're fine. You got 1% Moroccan, so you're anointed. Um, well, okay. depending on the day, it feels like three. Sometimes it's as high as four. Name one Moroccan thing. Me. No. Name <laughs> Try again. Name a food, an actor, a dance, a prime minister. Name one Moroccan thing. Please hold. I'm holding. Um Moroccan thing. Don't they speak French? You know what? That's a safe ass bet. I'm I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. Control Moroccan F. Speak French. I've gone with it. Yep. Spoken languages include Moroccan, Arabic, uh, Hazania, Arabic, Berber, and French. You'd love to think that they naturally developed that language, but naturally, do, nobody naturally comes to French. First off, first well, and foremost, maybe it was like a miracle. Maybe like you know, you know how you get head injuries. What, what do you call a bad up? miracle? <laughs> a curse. There you go. Uh, yeah, so colonialism, once again, shout out to the person who will not be named who once told me they understand racism because they had a French relative living in like Africa and the no, nobody who was there wanted a French relative in Africa. It's like, yeah, because last time y'all were here. 
It's different this time. Come on, take us back. We learned our lesson. It won't Only once. Fool me once. Okay. They're going down to Baltimore. Helen Hunt yeah. is... Oh, uh, Nick Cage. Not Nick Cage. Uh, Jack Nick Nicholson. Cage. I'm thinking about him a lot. I need to see that new movie. Um, yeah. Jack Nicholson is like, hey, Helen Hunt, I got you a doctor for your son so that you could come back to work at the restaurant because A, I'm in yeah. love with you and B, the only person who will serve me. Uh, <laughs> little comment. A little both. A little both. Um, yeah, yeah. So little please little come little along both. for this two-day trip to Baltimore. And she does. Yeah, which is, I did not really, I don't remember there being a road trip portion of the road trip movie that this is now developed into. Because it's long. I will say, there's like three movies in this movie. It's like OCD, angry, racist, man is mean, and then maybe could find love. Then there's a homosexual man gets beaten the shit out of and now needs to make peace with his parents on a road trip. And then there's sick kid gets helped. And then there's racist piece of shit guy finally becomes the only option for a middle-aged mother of one who's decided she's sick of dating. Helen Hunt was 34 years old when this she movie disrespectfully looked not 34 in this movie. You think she could play older? Uh, there were shots where, so when she's at, in, we'll get to it, but when she's in the tub and he's drawing her, I was like, oh, wow, like, you, you know, 34. And then there were scenes where, like, maybe Jack Nicholson was rubbing off, but it's particularly from, like, pulled back shots a little bit where I was like, oh, everyone's in their 50s. It's just the range. It's, Jack Nicholson it's a compliment, was, really. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, mind you, to, to everyone who behind, to uh, Mr. Brooks's credit, she, the actress or the actor, the actress uh, who was playing the female part was supposed to be a little bit older. Uh, it's like, all right, fuck you. The same way, you know, whenever it's a high school movie, and they're all in their 20s or 30s. And this yeah. is a little bit of reverse. Also, everyone, like, you ever go back and watch, like, senior, I don't know why I found this on YouTube, but it was, like, seniors in high school in, like, the 90s or, like, the late 80s. And, like, everyone looks like they're 35. There was like, lead in the water. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, like, half these dudes have, like, full beards. The other half already, like, I don't know. They're just, like, they're grown-ass men. And now you look at a high school senior and you're like, you know, sweetheart, hold my hand. I don't want to get lost from crossing the street. My friend, who I view as a child, because I was an RA when they were freshmen, but my friend, because yeah. we're past that now, it's been almost it's been over five years. It's like they were chaperoning prom because they're a teacher. And like seeing okay. from their story, like the 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 high schoolers at prom, I was like, Jesus Christ, these are children. Did I look this fucking goofy at prom? I'm like, certainly, I bet I did. Um, yeah. yeah. Huh, here's to 10-year reunion next year. I got to figure out. I think I'm supposed to At plan it. you didn't have a giant fro for your prom. My photos. Your fro my date, isn't. Off, yeah. What? what? All right. Tell me about your date. How are you about to denigrate this woman? No, it's just funny. My date was wearing a hot pink dress and was like four foot 11. I'm six four with a giant fro. Were you six four um, back then? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. And so I was like. I was 6'4 since I was in like sixth grade and no one thought to mention the fact that anyone in my family ever did sports. So I was just like walking around being like, I'm goofy and draw anime and I have a problem with men. <laughs> she, she let me hit because I'm goofy. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. 40 into the chat. Oh, fuck you. All the laughter ends. It's shitting on E40. Yes, it should. Why do you disrespect? You go out of your way to disrespect E40. The way Charlamagne the God goes out of his way to talk shit about black women. So I'm like, why do you hate E40? I he's a sweet, sweet young man at all young. sporting events. He's your daddy, son. Fine. My father is a sweet young man at all <laughs> My sporting father. events in the Bay Area. And he's like, the area. Going. 
But then when you hear him rap, he's like, do it for the bay. And you're just like, oh, this flow gives me fucking just makes me want to kill myself. It's just horrible. It's just horrible. The two things can be true. It's both that you are wrong, but also different strokes for different folks. Like you, yeah, you try- stroke is awful. Hey, that's 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 here objection hearsay. You know what? You know, Boca and I both emotionally disengaged in this movie because we keep trying desperately to change the topic away. Who picked it? But the Amber Heard trial was so wild. Oh, I, I don't know if we can get into that. I, I, I mean, that's where I spent, you know, the two websites I spend the most time on are Twitter and Reddit. And I think politically they're kind of polarized in, in, in almost opposite directions. You know, Reddit, Reddit is a white man who says, well, actually, and pushes his glasses up. And Twitter is somebody with colored hair saying, you know, dirty looks or violence. And so yes. I suppose I end up splitting the difference because I spend too much time in both those places. And yeah. it's like, so, but Reddit has been discussing the Johnny Depp shit for years and been like, yeah. Johnny's been wrong, Johnny's been wrong, Johnny's been wrong. You, well, you're always on Reddit, but you don't have a Reddit account. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. That's weird. I know. I've just always been too lazy to hit the sign up button. That's insane. Because if nothing else, you could save your favorite things. I know that really would be wildly convenient. For me, it's just like, you know, Buddhist monks with the sands. I'm just Mandalas? moving through and then I just have to let the wind wipe it clean. But that's not what you believe. So I'm like, I still don't understand. Like, have you you've signed up for websites? You have an Instagram. Yeah. You have a Facebook. Well, I have an Instagram because I could automatically sign in with Facebook. I made a my mom made my Facebook. That is so weird. Yeah, it was like a junior in high school. She was like, You I made you a Facebook. And I was like, Why? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, Okay, do you have a job? She's like, Yeah. I was like, did you make me a Facebook at your job? She's like, hey, you want to get lippy and live outside? And I was like, thank you, mommy, for the sweet Facebook. I mean, it's free, but like, that is strange. Meanwhile, my parents were like anti-social media. Didn't have me, let me have like a, uh, a smartphone until like the last possible opportunity. I got one in third grade because Oprah said kids were going to get molested. A smartphone? Oh, sorry. No, I had a cell phone in third grade because my mom didn't want me to get molested. So that was near 2001, 2002? Yeah, something like that. That's like insane. Happened, and then Oprah brought out some women that were like, my kid had an issue, and my mom was like, here's a phone the size of your forearm. Um, if anything <laughs> bad happens, dial the number. Me- meanwhile, our home is literally across the street from the elementary school. So, like, how f- I can outrun the van. I mean, like, I can just I can run to the front door. You know, mm-hmm. but anyway, I had the forearm phone and I got the, I, I got, dude, now I feel like I sound like a piece of shit, but I got that first iPhone that like when that iPhone actually dropped the one with the recessed head phone jack and the silver back with the little black strip at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the hose I got in high school off of that phone. Oh, the hose. Please don't call the, the, these young girls hose. <laughs> I used to walk around in a black turtleneck holding it up as if I was, you know, the second coming of Christ. That Aaron Sorkin uh, movie about Steve Jobs. It wasn't just called Steve Jobs because there were two that came out at the same time. It was called Jobs. Jobs. That movie was so good. It really was. I really wish that they would have just never had Ashton Kutcher play Steve Jobs in that first movie. So that we other could one. see if we, they gave him a Sorkin script, if he could have done it well. Because he looked spot fucking on mm. in a way that like Michael Fassbender is a great actor. But you're just like, this is Michael Fassbender in a turtleneck. Mm. <laughs> I would have liked to see Ashton Kutcher with a script. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll reach out and see if we can get him to do some scenes, get some sides Thanks, over. Man. Yeah, no problem. Anyway, as good as it gets is pretty much as good as it gets. 
And um, they, you know, go in a fucking sob that's poorly designed to uh, Baltimore to some like kind of ritzy hotel. And then you have like multiple scenes of just like sad and awkward and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, which I don't even know where to begin. But they go out to Jack Nicholson. There's one most important one that we'll touch upon. Um, we're all like, all right, so why haven't you talked to your parents in years? And uh, Greg Kinnear is like, so, yeah, I, I was into painting from an early age. And my mother, you know, she used to pose for me nude. I paused the movie. Oh, my God, dude. Like, what the fuck? And then, like, his dad walked in and, like, saw that what was going on. And his knee-jerk reaction wasn't, what the fuck, Karen? Why are you posing naked in front of our child? Instead, it was like, my kid's gayness has corrupted my wife. And now we must kick him out of the family. Because well, he even says, like, after that, my dad knew, he didn't say these words, but my dad knew I was gay before I knew I was gay. Yeah. So it's like, and he, in the uh, young Greg Kinnear's character said, like, don't worry, dad, it's not nude, it's art. True. But it's like, hey, uh, adult grown woman, um, people have been painted wearing clothes too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you don't have to be nude to paint. No, no you don't. Like, we almost to the point where we were like, it was, I don't know, it didn't, it, this is not a connection one I made in my mind, but it was just the ultimate irony of the dude earlier being like, oh, let me get naked for this. He's like, whoa, 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 don't get naked. It's not one of those. I was like, do you do ones of those anymore? Was this like the first naked, per- half naked person in Helen Hunt that you've drawn since your mother? His excitement in Helen Hunt's form was, uh, especially you who doesn't appreciate it, was uh, fascinating. I love the female form as long as it's not Helen Hunt, Drew Barrymore, or the third one I don't like. First off, rule threes. You have to have one ready before you go down that path. Second off, Drew Barrymore continues to catch strays. And third, I'm not putting... Listen, you think I'm advocating Hall of Fame here. I'm not. Defend your position. I'm saying she's in the league. She's in the... Oh, I was... Listen, think, think about how rude and awful and predatory Hollywood is. Yes. And she got this role. Yeah. You might not see it, Garrett, but it's there. I mean, uh, Robbie, no, not Robbie, what's his name? Rob Williams. Blaine, Blaine Bortles was a starting qu- quarterback at some point in time in the NFL. Now he works at Arby's. Does he? No. He should. Shut he up. can't throw a football. You know, it's a, it's a cutthroat league. I'm glad you got to this point. He had a great run. Helen Hunt's not completely out of the mix. If she's out of the mix, it's more like, oh, yeah, I don't act so much anymore. She got Best Actress for this film, you know? No way. Uh, this is the last movie since, was it Silence of the Lambs? To get, no. Uh, either One Flew's Over the Cuckoo's, whatever. It, it's Best Actor, Best Actress, this movie, Oscars. Wow. See, now I'm looking at Helen Hunt now, and it's like she, like, grew into herself. Like, I think... She was a grown-ass woman. But, like... That's what it is. It's like a woman who's like 34, but looks like she's 65. That's Ouch. weird. Her at 65 or whatever age she is looks appropriate now. So it's like, oh no, now I kind of, now you're a gilf, you know? She just skipped right to the front of the line. See, I'm on her Instagram. Like, yo, what, or not on her Instagram, on her IMDb. It's like, what have you done that I go crazy for? I just vaguely know who you are, but I'm like, oh yes. Yay. It's like, uh, literally no i mean you you know how imdb is the top four right Mm -hmm. so the ones that she's mentioned on uh as good as it gets uh twister which i didn't see cast away i never saw i never really saw very good wilson i know 
Wilson. And I know, I know, I know the vibes and how it goes. Every uh, Seahawks fan this entire offseason. And she was in Mad About You, which was a sitcom. Oh yeah, never saw that either. Yeah, exclusively on Spectrum. That's definitely not where it started. I'm gonna do some research on Mad About You. Yeah, it seems like a sitcom. What uh, is Spectrum? A sir, I think it's a cable service. You know, as opposed yeah. to. Oh yeah. my god. All right, I'll do I'll do some research on Focus that's a bad neighborhood. The AirPods have cables. Roll up the windows. We're on spectrum. I, uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to say that. Let's let's finish this shit. Let's <laughs> let's finish this shit up. Let's finish this shit okay, up. Okay, 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 okay. Let's get you know, people sign up here, they come to listen, and they're at least they're at least vaguely curious about the movie, right? So we gotta talk about the movie. We're being vague. If we're being that's not what they want though. Just because they're vaguely curious. Uh, last side things. When when Jack Nicholson's leaving the restaurant, he's like, yo, what's uh, Helen Hunt's character's last name? Did you recognize that busboy? It's such a minor thing. You probably didn't give a shit. No, I don't think so. That's Wood motherfucking Harris. Remember the Titans? Oh, shit. Yes. No, okay. Well, now I'm going to hang on. Yeah, you know Wood Harris. He's very underappreciated. Oh, I fucking no, no. You you are correct because I do remember being like, "Who the fuck is that?" I that does look very familiar. You, you didn't want to. You're snapping you at the screen, like uh, uh. He was also in The Wire. He has small role Ant Man. Yeah, Winning Time. He's in Winning Time, which you still haven't started, but he's in Winning Time. He's you know ah uh, no, the teeth are wrong. It's like same person, different font or different font, same person. I don't know the correct way, but he reminds me, he has, he's given off some Tyler, the creator energy. Like, I'm not going to drag you. I see it. No, not, don't, yeah, you, you can't. It's not even one of those. It's just factually it's, accurate. It's not it's one like of that those. One dude that looked like OJ, but I forgot who the guy is. This is a famous actor. Yeah, well, we watched what rom com, and I was like, the dude looks like OJ, and you were completely ready to end me, and then you looked it up and you're like, holy fuck, he looks just like OJ. <laughs> You have to go back and figure that one out. Okay. They make it to Baltimore. Um, Helen Hunt gets the news like, yo, the boy's outside because he has a living doctor now, kind of, at least a real doctor as opposed to like an ER resident. Um, Helen Hunt, your boy Spence was out here playing soccer and he scored a goal. Oh, I'm in such a great mood because this child is my life. Let's go out dancing. Greg Kinnear is like too injured. He's like, I just got jumped last week. Um, All right, Jack Nicholson, your OCD ass is taking me dancing. He's like, I both want to fuck you, but I'm incapable of ever saying a good thing. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler, it goes poorly. Walk him through, Garrett. You still got it? Let me know if you can't. But you should should people. Wait, do I still have what? It. Both the the film in your head and the, the ability to speak without my interjecting. I do not. Please carry the ball. Jesus. Well, well you know, you know yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right. So they go out to dinner and step one, this Jack dinner's like, yo, you need a jacket and oh, tie. Wait, no, no, no. I can take it. I can take it. I can take it. I can take it. Go ahead. Okay. You need a jacket. We have a jacket. It's like a spare jacket. And he's like, I'm not into these fucking jackets. These are dirty jackets. I have obsessive compulsive disorder and I'm worried about germs. Please like, slow sure down. Okay, fine. He's like, I'm sure they like wash the jackets. Like, and he's like, we don't wash the jackets. Honestly, every night I wipe my scrotum with the jackets and then I hang them back up. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, okay, well, now I definitely don't trust the jackets. And so then Jack Nicholson, like, which is kind of sweet, he does like drive entirely to a store um, and it's like a men's sport coat store or whatever. And it's like, hey, like, I need this and a tie, but he won't come in the store, both due, I believe, to germs. And then also because, like, the tile is wrong in the store, so he couldn't, like, step on the surface, literally. Um, 
And then they like, I presumably size him up and he gets the fuck out of there. And then he says one of just the problem, you know, he reminds you of, he's racist Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> um, so he's just like says some shit because it's top of mind, but he's like a, a robot and that he doesn't understand human emotions conceptually. So he gets back and he's all like in his three piece suit and bullshit. And she's wearing, it does, you know, and it's an app description. Again, he said the quiet part loud, but like, what would look like like a 50s housewife house dress. Um, like, you know, it's a little short sleeved dress that's like red with flowers on it that has a little belt in the middle that just looks like she's gonna be bringing out cupcakes and going like, God, I wish I could go outside. Um, <laughs> and so he like sits down and is like, isn't it so weird this place makes me get like all like, you know, gussied up with a, like a suit that I had to go out and buy. And meanwhile, you're just gonna wear a housewife dress. And she immediately stands up and is like, okay, you can go fuck yourself. Mm. This is um, a woman that probably hasn't been able to go outside and go somewhere nice since her son was six months old and he's a preteen now. And he's like, oh, they make me go buy it, get a suit and tie. And mind you, they don't make you buy one. You just refuse to wear it. It's a gross one. You refuse to wear that one they have. They made, still, a suit jacket is not gym shorts, like the communal gym shorts in sixth grade. Where there were communal gym, gym shorts? Well, did you ever forget your gym clothes? And then they were like, oh, like you have to wear a loner pair. And you were like, I know for a fact these are going to shorten my life expectancy. What MRSA, or is it MRSA? MRSA? What's the, the flesh eating bacteria that you can get in? MRSA? Yeah. I don't think said all up. Yeah. And MRSA seems yeah. right. Yeah. MRSA has, uh, you know, is definitely going to be in these shorts. And that's what he's afraid of in these jackets. Yeah. Fair, fine. He says, like, yeah, I don't they made me go get a suit and jacket, and you just gonna wear a house dress. And she's like, All right, I'm about to leave. Mind you, what what do we expect? He's been every every time he opens his mouth, he there's an eighty-eight percent chance he'll say something rude. But it was funny because then she's like, Okay, I'm gonna leave. And he's like, No, no, don't leave. And he's like, Why is it that when the second people realize that you need them, that the first threat that they're gonna go with is that they're gonna leave? And I'm like and tease a little bit of backstory. It's like, wait, wait a second, Jack Nicholson. Who left you? Tell us more. We haven't actually heard you explain. He's like, nope, no further questions. Uh, it became interesting as a character, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, um, but I'm glad they don't explain why he's a piece of shit. Because otherwise, people be like, oh, well, now I excuse him being a racist, anti-Semite, xenophobe, uh, uh, homophobe dick bag. Was it? Hang on now. I might be con- conflating two different movies that i saw recently doesn't he touch on the fact that like his father was a hard ass that nothing he ever did was good enough not even to that degree all he said is all i remember is like my dad didn't leave the either the house or his room for 11 years we're like wait a second what and he uh used to wrap my knuckles like a yardstick when i'd fuck up on the piano that's all that is all we got for his backstory as far as i can remember okay yeah um yeah so she's like give me a compliment now because you, you don't understand how much that has hurt me. And he, it's like if I asked Garrett, name the last four prime ministers of Nepal. You'd of be like, Morocco. yeah, of Morocco. Yeah. Oh, that would have yeah, been better. My, my native land. Yes. Um, but uh, he yeah, so his head explodes. And then he's like, wait, wait, I'm going to pay you. I got a great one. But you got to sit down. Can we order first? He's Jimmy Neutron trying to do a brain blast, trying to think of a nice thing to say to this woman. 
And that's when he does his scream across the restaurant. And then it's like, do you want, and like, he's asking her for her sides. And she's like, this is completely psychotic. And mm-hmm. he's like, and then we'll have blah, 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 blah. Mm. And the waiter's like, I can't hear you. I'll have your waiter come over at some point. I, you will complete frothing. This is how this works. You're 60 years old. Haven't you, you been to restaurant. nice places? Yeah. I mean, he literally needs to have this woman as his primary and only waitress. So he gets an order and works. It's to see, otherwise, he would just randomly start screaming across the restaurant. And that's like, what, you know what? Maybe he needed to keep going to therapist, therapy because his therapist only got diagnosis one. Yes, he's OCD. What else? Can you put a word on what's wrong with this man? Because clearly several things are wrong with him. If he thinks this is how you should comport yourself in fucking society. Yeah. I don't know. He's got. I think sometimes he just got asshole syndrome and he has asshole syndrome. But his compliment was because people are like, well, what the fuck was the nice compliment that made her not immediately leave? Was like yep. the day after you came to my apartment in the soaking rain, uh, respectfully poking like crazy, um, and told me, like, you'll never sleep with me. The next morning, I started taking my OCD pills because you make me want to be a better man. But what was a crack up about that entire thing is he doesn't ever want to say my OCD pills, he says my pills. And I could have sworn that the compliment was going to be that the second she said she wouldn't fuck him, he started taking Viagra or like no longer needing Viagra. Like I I thought this was an entire boner joke. And I was like, if this dude's fucking compliment (laughs) is that the only time he can get hard is when she promises to not fuck him. I swear to God, I will laugh so hard. I will get a brain aneurysm and die right here on the spot. But I'm still here. So I guess we're glad that didn't happen. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we, we need to like, at least for three more episodes. Best compliment that anyone's ever paid me. And I'm like, the bar is low. Well, because it wasn't what you said. It was like, you literally make me want to take medication that I was violently opposed to because it made me want to be a better man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said before, I can't envision a woman ever being attracted to Jack Nicholson, both especially because of this character, because this character is the worst. And I guess in real life, like, oh, money, but still in general. Yeah. yeah, I just don't get it. I just, even for all the money in the world, I just, there's no, they, I don't know. It, I get it's like literally the entire point of the or main thread of the film, but it just at no point in time was I like, these people would fuck in real life. Mm-hmm. No, you're like, they'll, they'll never reach it. No, no, it's not happening. Yeah. So he goes from saying that nice thing to what was the really rude thing he said that made her like, you know, I'm out. Oh, then she goes over and kisses him. Yeah. And then I could have, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I, because mm-hmm. I kind of, I was like gonna rewind it because I was like, I think this is what he just said, but it was so stupid I can't imagine that it is what he said, but he had to have been this dumb. Which is like she's like, something about like, did you want me to kiss you or something about the kissing thing? And he's like, Well, originally I brought you on this trip because I thought you could kiss with my gay neighbor and then he wouldn't be gay anymore, which helped my life a lot. Well, that was essentially it. I wasn't so much about helping his life, but like she's like because he's like, why did you bring me along? You were invited to drive Greg Kinnear down to Baltimore and you yeah. went out of your way to invite me and beg me to come. Why did you want me to come? And she's like, if you, and it, it implying like, yo, if you say, because I wanted to sleep with you, she would have slept with him. Yeah. If he said those words because I wanted you, he would have had her. Yeah. But, but he uh, said the complete opposite of that. He said essentially with Garrett said, like, oh, I thought maybe you would kiss uh, uh, Simon and Greg Kinnear. And she, she got up and left. And she's like, you are repugnant. True. Thanks. Yeah. And so she gets back and then she's like, hey, Greg Kinnear, I'm sleeping in here. <laughs> that rhymed. And, oh, yeah, and then he tries to call his parents, which is super fucking heartbreaking because they won't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, I know you guys can hear me. You haven't left the, left the house in 17 years. I know you're right there. Can someone please fucking talk to their son? 
literally mm. anybody. And then like, she's like, how are things going in your life? And he's like, well, I'm primarily looking at ways of ending it. So mm. like, woof. yeah, there you go. Um, but she's like, I'm going I'm to order a big meal. I'm going to take a big bath. She goes to take a bath. We get a little bit of side boob and uh, Greg Kinnear is deeply inspired to paint again. Yeah. 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 And then they like stay up all night giggling and painting. And, yes. Um, he breaks and open his cast so he can paint more easily or sketch more easily. Which can't be how that works. I've never had a cast. Never, I don't think I've properly broken a bone, but it seems like they're I tougher. I broke my them. elbow and you don't. If some if I tried to like departed style smash it open, <laughs> uh, it's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, but Sylvie Hollywood magic, yay! They're happy. Um, and so he's so re inspired to paint again that when he calls his mother, when Greg Kinnear calls his mother again in the morning, she's like, "Yeah, no, I don't need money." The mom's trying to kind of say like, "Yo, your dad's actually hella sick," um, yeah. but we don't even get into that. It's just Dude, like, that was the most frustrating conversation because he, she's literally like trying to have a conversation with him. Mm. And he's like, mom, like, like, talk to me. Like, what are you saying, mom? Hey, mom, like, I'm it's fine, mom, mom. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. She's trying to have a conversation with you after years of not having any contact mm. with you whatsoever. You yeah. haven't lost reception. You just won't stop talking. over. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that sucks. But he's like net net. Don't need y'all anymore, but thank you for speaking to me. Back to the big city. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, and Helen Hunt's all in the good mood, too. He's like, hey, I received many compliments and was viewed as very attractive. And uh, I probably also got that big meal. So yeah. great trip. Um, Jack Nicholson, suck a dick. Um, suck we're, a dick. we're back in the city. Hey, yes. Jack Nicholson, I never want to see you again. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and Greg Kinnear, you're moving in with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're they're back in, and all and all of Kinnear's stuff is in Jack Nicholson's side room, and the he dogs set it up super sweet. I mean, like, he oh, like he didn't set it up. The people it. who set it up set it up. I don't know the way he set it made it no. seem like he, he told... was involved in it in some way, shape, or form because he doesn't tell him he's going to be living with him until he literally surprises him with the news while they mm. walk into the park. Okay, I didn't realize it was like a nice surprise, but yeah. yeah whatever he's there and so it's like that that morning that evening um helen hunt calls again because she felt bad about what she said i guess because she was very strongly worded like i never want to see you again um and uh greg simon still like melvin you got to run there and declare your love for her that's never the answer but it is a movie um because his character is like the final boss of i can fix him yes of all times, it's like, oh, this man has uh, clearly visible flaws and problems, but I can make it better. This one. This man is the male version of every woman that's ever met future and thought, I see a future here, you know? <laughs> Perhaps. And so he, si- Simon tells Melvin, yo, run out, go there and profess your love. So he goes from Manhattan to Brooklyn at like 3 a.m. Um, to, to say like, what is his words? What does he say? Does he drop a good line? Uh, not really. From my remembrance, it was basically like, uh, "I really like I'd you." I'd rather stand outside of your apartment in the gutter than like be at my own home because mm-hmm. I'd be closer enough to you. Mm-hmm. Except actually, not the gutter. Preferably your steps because then the gutter would get my shoes wet. And she's like, "Okay, Sheldon, like stop spiraling into your mm-hmm. ass knowingness. Like be a human being." And then like. They like fight again, but then he's like, let's go on a walk. And she's like, it's 4 a.m. in New York. And he's like, 
we should go on a walk still. And she's like, okay, fuck it. Fuck it. But my child and staying at home, I'm going to go with this random man who's mean to me, who was a complete psychopath and go walk out 4am in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And then they like, I don't know, stop at some point And he does a little walk around some cobblestone because again, OCD and like takes the sidewalk. And she's like, this right here, like this is gonna work. Right. Like, is it then she realizes, oh, it's more than just him being a jackass? No, because you noticed the pl- plastic cutlery before. Yeah, she but knows just some degree of germaphobe. Exactly, but there's like a broader issue here. But like, again, understanding that and that making you love someone and not hear like the exact two things like that go hand in hand. Like it's not like if you were like you know, uh, called my mother a cunt to her face, but mm. like had OCD. You know, I'm like, that doesn't, Tourette's maybe, but like, you know what I mean? Um, it, it, it's not me. They're kind of mutually exclusive. Two Bud Lights in and Garrett just drops the C word like it's fucking, <laughs> what's the thing that people drop on purpose? I don't, know. I don't know. It was so severe that you didn't even know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it, man. Um, but fine. He goes there makes a speech and she's like, this isn't going to work. But he's like, but I want to. And she's like, Okay. Yeah, he it's wrote- so dumb that it literally she gives him an entire breakup speech, and she, his retort is basically exactly what you just said, which is like, nah. And she's like, yep, great. And then they walk down the street, go to a bakery that has warm buns at four a.m. Okay, can I nitpick? Nitpick. So, because it, it works in the in like a Broadway play sense, where like they walk past the store, all the lights turn on because they open super early, and mm-hmm. then all the people come out with the buns and shit. But like. I literally laughed because I was like, yo, they were all working in the complete pitch black on these buns in the middle of the night with no lights on and then turned the lights on and they're all walking out magically to deliver the buns because I guess they're all echolocating for the, the eight hours before this moment. I don't know. It made me laugh. No, it's like they're in the back where the, the ovens and shit are and the lights are on. Then they turn open the front. And it's one person stepped up. I'm not leaving to deliver buns. You know, like donut places open hell early because like, oh, I'm a, I'm a so policeman. I'm a, I get it. It's yeah. just the way it was framed in the shot. You could see too much of the store. I don't know. I Maybe, maybe, but I was laughing. At it. I don't know. That was great. Yeah. Okay. Then they get buns and the movie's over and we're yeah. all relieved. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The important part was they're going to enter the bakery that's on the corner and he opens the door because somebody's stepping out and like his foot like is placed on a crack because like he was over They're walking over bricks, cobblestones, and he didn't care. Wow, that is big. Yeah. Because if you love someone enough, you won't have obsessive compulsive disorder. Other people can fix you. Yeah. The key is to let other people do the work. Yeah, you just got to obsess over one person, convince yourself, like, if this person loves me, then all my other problems would go away. And then put all your hopes and dreams onto this other person. And they'll love that. Yeah. They'll love that. Yeah. No one loves that more. No. Yeah. So take that advice, everybody. Uh, Do they last? Hell no. No, not even a little bit. Not, they don't even get married. This, this is this is a moment in time. But I was like, oh boy, I was really going through it. It's it's good for both of them because like, oh, she's able to live a, a full life as a young woman again now that her boy is achieving medical treatment and he's um, now treating his OCD even if it's for the wrong reasons. Hopefully, he'll still take the pills after she inevitably dumps him. Are there pills for OCD? Is that what? Oh, that's what Ritalin's for. Nobody takes it for I that. For ADHD. Oh, uh, so I don't know what's for OCD. I don't either. Who's been loving this movie? Um, who do we, I appreciate Cuba Gooding Jr. for threatening Jack Nicholson. That was necessary. 
Um, and I, Bart I was, Simpson was dope. She no no she's not the voice of Bart. She's the voice of Lisa. Sorry, Lisa Simpson was dope. Yeah, Yardley Smith. I like her. I always like her. Um, I came around on the dog. I didn't like the dog at first. Yeah, the dog does get better. Yeah, yeah, the dog gets kind better. Weird face though, but it can't help that. Yeah, yeah. Blame humans. Anyway, um, all right. So we said who we love. All right, rate the movie once ten. Like four and a half. I was going to give like five to six. I'm going to say six. Damn. Okay. I think five plus is like, I would watch this again. So it's like on the high end of, I would never watch this again. It's a mix of it's bad. You don't even like Helen Hunt. And the main character is a giant dick. All that. It's not. I didn't say it's bad. It's long. Well, they have like zero chemistry. I guess that's the thing. It's not like, I guess the plot would make sense if it was like, Two people with great chemistry, but one's just a fucking ass that can't get out of his own way. But they have a bunch of cute moments under pan or like, you know, uh, undermined by his occasional snide comment. But it's literally mm-hmm. just ninety eight percent snide, and then he'll just be like, "I guess you don't suck that much ass." And she's like, "I'll hang on to this for the remainder of the film." Yeah, it's uh, you. You chose it. Um, I know. Yeah. Uh, but I really you know, do think I meant something's got to give, but we're here. Seriously? Yeah, I really do. Because uh, you asked, like, why'd you pick this? And I was like, I mean, I did see snippets of it when I was a kid, but I don't really know why that would motivate me to do this. And then when you were like, you think you meant something's got to give? And I was like, I think I meant something's got to give. Oh, my God. I know. We could have watched a much better film with two people that are age appropriate and have good chemistry. Something's got to give. 7.4 no. out of 10. I'll, I'll get around to that one one day in my own time. But I want to thank everyone who stuck with us so far on this meandering journey through Jack Nicholson's uh, acting, homophobia, uh, racism, misogyny, and what have you. Uh, I'm Boca. You can find me at Boca Boca on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find Garrett at GD Balliet on Instagram. Find this podcast, uh, Bromance Podcast, Romcom Reviews, at Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Bromance, B-R-O-M-A-N-C-E. Go to anchor.fm slash bromance pod to likely review. Um, please leave us reviews and shit. We haven't got one in a while. We know we're good, but we'd like to hear you guys say it too. Uh, is there anything yeah. you want to plug? No, it's just Bo-, Bo and I both say in bed, so that's totally great. What? We both know we're great. We just want someone else to say it, you know? Oh, and <sighs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs>